Hi, I'm Katie Marquette, and you're listening to Born of Wonder. And here there is something more than just a transient experience. It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. Can you say, Mama? Mama. Can you say, I love you? Yeah. <laughs> I love you. Mama. Ma. Mama. Mama. <laughs> Today's a day like any other, but I am changed. I am a mother all in an instant. And who I was has disappeared. It doesn't matter now you're here. So innocent I was lost for you to find And now I'm yours and you are mine Hello and welcome to Born of Wonder. I'm Katie Marquette and on this podcast we explore anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. I am uh, recording this outside on a beautiful day in May. I have two miniature donkeys who are nosing around and may try to knock this recorder out of my hand, just a warning. We also have a neighbor who's doing some serious weed whacking, so you might hear that, but I also hope maybe you'll hear the sounds of of the birds and, and some pleasant country life things like that as well. It's just so nice out and I knew I needed to record an episode, so I was like, I don't wanna be inside, I'm gonna sit outside and record, so beauty of a portable recorder. Uh, And if I sound a little sick, it's because I am. Uh, This is like day 10 of something like bronchitis. Uh, Not COVID. Uh, Did all the tests and everything, but um, it is a persistent sickness. It doesn't hurt to talk anymore. So I'm still uh, going to get an episode out for tomorrow, for Tuesday, when you are listening to this. Um, Okay, donkey, watch out. Um, We have two rescue miniature donkeys, and they are very, very funny. Uh, And they are helping me out. Maybe they'll bray and help help me <laughs> you'll get to hear how ridiculous they sound um but i want to wish everyone a belated happy mother's day uh that was yesterday sunday um this is also may mary's month i don't know if you celebrated may day did a, if you did a may crowning uh jojo and i went outside and we picked some siberian blue gloss which is very fun fun beautiful little like ground cover type flower and sort of braided a little um, flower crown for our little statue of Mary. Uh, Joe wasn't too interested in it. She sort of just would kind of try to pull the flowers out of my hand, but we made a haphazard wreath and, uh, you know, so it was still a lot of fun. Um, but I hope you are, are enjoying this month. I hope you had a good Mother's Day. I know that can be a sort of complicated day for people. Maybe you've lost your mother. Maybe you have a bad relationship with your mother. Maybe you yourself have complicated Uh, feelings about motherhood, whether you are a mother or wish you were a mother or, uh, you know, all the complexity that comes with that role in life. 
Uh, so I just thought I'd do a, a short, um, thanks to my voice, <laughs> wish it could be longer, but a short episode here just sort of celebrating the gift of motherhood because it is such a gift. It's a gift to the world. It is, um, it, it's a beautiful, beautiful vocation. And vocation, I really feel like, is the right word here because it's a calling in life and it's a calling that all women have. And this is something that used to sort of confuse me. I'm like, well, what if you're not a mom? How are you called to motherhood? Is spiritual mother? motherhood even really a thing. To, to quote um, Edith Stein, the woman's soul is fashioned as a shelter in which other souls may unfold. I think that's beautiful. Um, Alice von Hildebrand, of course, also said, because a woman by her very nature is maternal, every woman, whether married or unmarried, or is called upon to be a biological, psychological, or spiritual mother. And that idea of maternal um, that 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 maternal feeling that all women have this 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 deep empathy this ability to see uh, what other people need uh, this caring for other people this is a gift that all women have uh, and you may express that very differently you might not relate at all to sort of stereotypical views of motherhood um, they may you know not or or super feminine views of motherhood they may not strike you as uh, as, as fitting but that every woman I love how Edith Stein put this that every woman just by the mere fact of her being a woman is going to bring uh, that that innate uniqueness uh, to, to her calling and that calling is a, a, a calling of motherhood so I think that that's really really beautiful uh, I love, 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 love being a mom. It does not mean that I am not very, very tired much of the time, but, um, you know, I, I do have sort of a complicated motherhood history, which I've written about on the blog. I'll put links in the show notes so that you can learn more about that. Um, you know, my mother died in 2014. She was an incredible person who I admire so much in so many ways, but we also had a lot of issues, as many people do, unresolved things. Um, and that makes it complicated, and now it makes it complicated for me being a mom without my mom around. So I understand that complex feeling we have toward our own mothers. And, uh, you know, pregnancy uh, was not easy for us and had losses and all sorts of compl com complications there. So I was insanely anxious the entire time I was pregnant. I wrote about that on the blog. So I understand motherhood is complicated, but it's really uh, a beautiful thing and at least we get one day right so I'm saying that we really should have the whole month though Mary's month it's it's her month it's our month it's mother's month okay because we need more than a day to, to talk about this I also wrote an essay um, how both feminists and traditionalists misunderstand mothers and children uh, I think that I, I won't go into it on this podcast episode, but maybe that will be a discussion for another time. But I really think that the, sort of the simplistic ideas that are put forth about motherhood do not take into account the complexity of individual women's needs uh, and desires and vocations, uh, and also the fact that uh, life doesn't end when you have a child, and that uh, maybe bringing the baby along is a a better um, a better uh, more encompassing way of viewing motherhood uh, but anyway I will just put a, a link to that in the show notes so 
To sum up, motherhood is complicated. Our own mothers are both individual people, people who have relationships relationships and existences outside of us, people who may have hurt us, people who love us, people who brought us into the world, and people who occupy a sort of archetypal role in our own psychologies. So this is a pretty heavy weight, and anyone who is a mother, whether biologically, spiritually, through adoption, knows the weight of that role. But it is really the most beautiful gift in the world to be that person in a child's life. When I think of my own mother, even with our complex relationship, I can still remember the incredible safety I felt around her. I can still even remember the way she smelled when I would hug her. And I think now of my own little daughter who, when she only wants me, you know, there are times when only mom will do and uh, she'll bury her head in my chest and she breathes really deeply and her body relaxes. And it's really just overwhelming and beautiful to know that I am that number one safe place for somebody uh, and it's a, the person that I brought into the world so that's that's just been absolutely beautiful um, it's really it's it's a cliche right to think of mothers as self-sacrificing and sometimes the innate need mothers have <laughs> donkey Aspen honey go away thank you uh, but, but this innate need that mothers have to give their all to their children can definitely be abused by partners or by society. But when it's allowed to flourish in a safe and loving family, it can be such a beautiful thing. Uh, I think that I'm actually naturally a pretty controlling person, selfish in all the usual ways a person can be selfish. Before I had a baby, I really valued freedom in my schedule and my time, getting enough sleep, being able to see friends whenever I like, so on and so on. None of that is a reality in my life anymore, and yet it doesn't seem like a burden. Uh, this is something I really wish I could convey to people who worry about how their lives will change with motherhood. It will change. It will be unrecognizable <laughs> in many ways, but it can that can be a good thing. It can be a good thing to give yourself so fully to another person. And I think back to those early, early days of motherhood after an excruciatingly long labor when the baby wouldn't latch and didn't nurse till she was two months old. I got mastitis only a week after giving birth, and I think of when I was on no sleep, recovering, um, uh, you know, from giving birth, unable to feed the baby, burning up with a fever. It was absolutely one of the lowest points in my life. It really was. And uh, at one point, the dog chewed up my pump parts. Uh, anybody who had to exclusively pump or anybody who's just breastfed know, knows that like you're the pumping schedule and everything. And so when the dog destroyed my pump parts, I thought I was going to lose my mind. So it can take you to some dark places. Absolutely. Um, but time passes, and somehow amidst all those moments were some of the most beautiful times of my life. Um, you know, naps with a sleeping newborn, uh, chrism oil on her head after her baptism, you know that amazing smell. Um, her first coos and smiles, and now at over a year old, she is so funny and joyful, and both me and my husband are so exhausted and so happy every single day. And it's, it's really, it's been the gift of my life, for sure. Uh, and I do remember in those early days when you're just this hormonal, emotional wreck and everybody else is seeing a sort of, you know, scrunched up, odd looking alien newborn and you're seeing the most beautiful thing in the world. I would put on this song from Mamma Mia 2. You know, I'm a Mamma Mia fan. It's a terrible movie, but it actually has some really beautiful moments and songs and scenes about motherhood. And this is the song that I would, I would put on repeat while looking at my newborn daughter. I... I have known love before I thought it would no more Take on a new direction Still, strange 
strange as it seems to be It's truly new to me Change my life forever. I, I'll always want you near. Give up on you, my dear. So, yes, fevers, no sleep, but also Mamma Mia 2 songs and wonderful spring walks with the stroller and a sleepy baby. Uh, you know, this is the both end of motherhood. George Weigel talks a lot about this, the both end, how nothing is so simple. And I think that is why it can be hard to talk about motherhood coherently, because it never is just one thing. In the course of a single day or a single hour, you can be brought to the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. It's the feeling you have of looking forward so much to bedtime when you can finally have a little time to yourself, and then just spending that time flipping through photos of your baby because you miss them so much. This is like a nightly occurrence in our house. Uh, motherhood, at least for me, has been both very difficult and very easy. I think it was difficult in that it forced me to let go of a lot of selfishness and a lot of control, but it also focused my time and energy in incredible ways. Uh, and, you know, so I, I've been productive, you know, I've gotten things done. But maybe the most important thing I've learned, though, is that, uh, you know, productivity isn't the point. Uh, it doesn't matter if I'm productive or not, because for a child, an hour can be spent looking at the flowers or reading a book, banging two blocks together, having me put her pants on her head and tickle her. <laughs> You know, this is real life. This is um, the joy of real life. To quote Pope Francis, waste time with your children. Uh, John Lennon, you know, life is uh, what happens when you're busy doing other things. I think children help us um, to get back to real life, the absurd beauty of real life. Uh, slow down, you know, a whole afternoon passes and I've gotten absolutely nothing done. Laundry piles up, vacuuming has not happened, I need to edit something, maybe even commissioned work I'm supposed to be doing, but instead I'm lying in the grass with a laughing toddler. So in that way I've been brought into the joy of life, not this dream world in my head and certainly not a to-do list. And I do think we hear a lot, though, on this productivity note, you know, that women and mothers, they can do anything, you know, but it's, it's really not that simple. Motherhood requires choices, and the choices each of us make will be so individual, so based on our own child, our own family, and our own needs, not just as mothers, but as individuals. And that is why I don't really like the flowery cliches about motherhood, because motherhood is raw and brilliant and so beautiful, but it is not a pastel card uh, and flowers as much as I love flowers and I do think it's lovely to get flowers for Mother's Day but you know mothers uh, mothers are like fierce Mo motherhood is a fierce vocation it's such a strong vocation um, but we can't we can do a lot of things but we can't do everything right um, and that's been hard for me who's such an individual type person and hates asking for help but I need help if I'm going to do any of this. You know, the fact that I'm making this podcast right now is because my husband's putting the baby to bed and that we, we need help. We need to, raising a child is not just on mothers, it's on their fathers and uh, a, a unit of support system that is, that is helping every mother, hopefully. Um, but we know that not everyone has this support and we as a community, as a human family, should all make much more space, create much more uh, supportive structures for all mothers. I really 
really, really strongly believe this. So if you are a mother listening to this who feels overwhelmed, lost in this vocation, it's not your fault. And if you can, try to reach out to those around you to carve out some balance. Um, I don't believe motherhood is supposed to be white-knuckled. I really don't. So uh, just to end this episode, I wanted to bring up two mothers, both from Harry Potter, who exemplify a mother's self-giving power and strength. There are, of course, many other mothers that I could bring up from literature, I could talk about. If you haven't listened uh, to last week's Kristen Laverne's Daughter episode, you can go back and give that a listen, uh, because we talk a lot about the redemptive power of Kristen's motherhood. But I also should mention that many women in literature who become mothers immediately lose their individuality, their spark. I hate this. I really hate this. Joe March is one of them. My hero, Joe March. As soon as Joe's house for boys becomes a reality, Joe loses all her joie de vivre. She becomes a cliche of a mother. She is happy and serene and kind toward her children, but she has none of Joe's fire or spark or ambition. Uh, I don't like this. I don't like this one bit. Uh, the same could be said of Anne of Green Gables, who becomes a cliche the moment she becomes a mother. The unique, odd, red-headed girl of the previous books fades away. These stories also all shift to the children's lives, and maybe this is natural, but it does give the impression that one's life uh, simply ends. All the adventures are over the moment you become a mother, and this is not true. And I think the second woman I'm going to talk about here really exemplifies that fact. But first, let's talk about Lily Potter. Harry, do you know why Professor Quirrell couldn't bear to have you touch him? It was because of your mother. She sacrificed herself for you. And that kind of act leaves a mark. Oh no, this kind of mark cannot be seen. It lives in your very skin. What is it? Lily dies to save her son. I'm, this is, it is, it is the epitome of self-sacrifice. It is uh, a love so deep, so true, and so powerful that the most evil wizard in the world could not touch the baby. Um, and it wasn't, uh, it wasn't because he was physically protected, but it's because he was spiritually protected by his mother's sacrifice. This is so beautiful to me, and that there is actually a mark left on his head. Um, by Voldemort, but that this mark, that is something uh, that that is, you know, like Dumbledore says, that's just a physical um, proof of what happened, of how close he came to death, but that the real mark is on his soul, and it's the love and care and sacrifice of his mother. So, and of course, we learned so much about Lily um, and her backstory and what a kind person she was and uh, how brave she was and so strong and you know fought against um, you know the evil powers of her day uh, and and that um, that that she she died in this final effort um, not just to save her son but to to uh, fight against evil in the world so I think that Lily Potter is a beautiful example of motherhood now another example of motherhood Weasley! How dare you steal that car! I am absolutely disgusted! Your father's now facing an inquiry at work and it's entirely your fault! If you put another toe out of line, we'll bring you straight home! Oh, 
Oh, and Ginny, dear, congratulations on making Gryffindor. Your father and I are so proud. Molly Weasley, <laughs> she is, she's feisty. She's feisty. She's a little strict sometimes. She's got a whole handful of kids, and uh, she's she's got to keep her house in order. I think, even though there's not much order right going on, uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it it she is she's so powerful in so many ways. She is so kind and comforting. It's beautiful to see how Harry finds such comfort in her, and how many times she treats him like her own son. How how immediate her mother's heart just opens up to him and uh you know it's like when ron gets his ugly christmas sweater guess what harry you get one too what are you wearing oh mum made it looks like you got one too i've got presents yeah it's it's a joy for Harry to feel that palpable love of a mother that he has not felt his whole life and Molly Weasley definitely becomes that to him we also see Molly Weasley be a fierce advocate and protector of her children uh, of course most uh, most notably when she kills Bellatrix Lestrange and um, you know she's a powerful witch right I mean she is she is part of the Order of the Phoenix. She is fighting the good fight. She is still having many adventures, even as a as a mother to many. And uh, and I think that it is precisely in her motherhood, though, that we see uh, the the um, the apex of her strength. So I love Molly Weasley. I think she's wonderfully inspiring. I love. Um, I love love the 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 culture at the borough. Just this wild. Uh, <laughs> off-kilter house with, uh, you know, kids running in and out and all sorts of chaos going on, but this just warm, uh, wonderful family environment with Molly Weasley at the center of it all. So those are two examples from Harry Potter. Uh, maybe send me an email if you think of any other literary mothers that, uh, that, that you think of that maybe we could talk about on a future episode. Uh, but um, yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to do do something acknowledge Mother's Day, acknowledge this month of May here, uh, and celebrate just uh, you know this this beautiful beautiful vocation of motherhood. So happy Mother's Day to all of you. Um, next week we're going to be talking about the Book of Kells. So uh, if you don't know what that is, it's it's a beautiful illuminated uh, manuscript uh, of the of, of the gospel in Latin and uh, and it's it, it has a very interesting history about how it was created and the iconography in it is really fantastic uh, it's created they're not really sure but in a Columban monastery either in Ireland Scotland or England with uh, various contributors and everything so I'm going to go into a bit of the history uh, I got a pretty good book about it been reading about it so I just want to introduce you to the book of Kells so that will be next week after that, I think I'm going to take a little bit of a break, a two or three week break. I have some public radio work to do at the end of the month, and I also want to get on pre-recording so I can can um, give myself a little breather between episodes. I've been mostly recording and mixing these episodes on Monday nights, so I gotta I gotta stop doing that. So, <laughs> if you have any ideas for things that you would like for me to cover, um, you know the premise of this podcast: anything and everything that inspires wonder and awe in the world. So. If there's anything on your mind uh, that you think that should be covered, please send me an email. I would love to hear about it. 
Uh, visit bornofwonder.com. Uh, you can email me there. Go to the contact me page. Uh, you can read blog posts, and I will put links to the ones I mentioned, of course, in the show notes. Uh, I want to recommend, I'll end with another Mamma Mia song because I told you Mamma Mia too. It's just, it's actually a weird celebration of motherhood. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But in this scene, young Donna has uh, has um, just given birth and she's walking into the church. She's going to get her b- baby baptized. And then it flashes forward to, um, to her daughter getting her own child baptized. And there's this sort of uh, reunification scene uh, from beyond the grave uh, where, you know, Meryl Streep comes back as, as Donna. Uh, and, and it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. I think that it's mostly happened because Meryl Streep's filming schedule was probably really short and they were like we can fit you in this five minute scene and that's what happened but it was uh, it's a lovely song <laughs> so I'm gonna leave you with that I actually have a whole Spotify playlist called emotional mom songs uh, including that one I played at the beginning Sarah Bareilles from the um, from the musical waitress I don't know anything about that musical but actually my former professor now very good friend uh, sent me that um, and told me uh, when uh, when Jojo was a newborn sent that to me um, said said it made her her think of new motherhood and and the change it was having in my life so I love that song um, so anyway so that song and these Mamma Mia classics are on that playlist along with another uh, many other you know weepy mom songs so if you want to just uh, just listen to that I will put a link in the show notes as well so enjoy this last song happy Mother's Day happy May and looking forward to next week and talking about the book of Kells. As always, I'm Katie Marquette, and you've been listening to Born of Wonder. I never felt this strong. I'm invincible. How could this go wrong? No, here, here's where we belong. I see a
It's about uh, being. It's about the things that matter to me. It's about the white spaces between the paragraphs. Then God said, let there be light. It's a mistake you always made, Doc, trying to love a wild thing. <laughs> 